0: Good morning, good morning, this is Charlie Belfontaine and you're listening to the Home Buyer's Hour. Um, on Clean Feed with us, remotely, we got Joey Matthews from the Federal Savings Bank and Vince Riccio from Riccio Law Offices. Joey, if you don't mind, give us a quick hello and tell us um, tell us a little bit about you and your company, please.
1: Hey guys, uh, Joey Matthews, NMLS, 1330694. Uh, work over at the Federal Savings Bank. Uh, And, yeah, we're just uh, – the the team I work with is just, you know, group of lenders, self – think the same way about doing the business, doing it the right way.
0: Uh, My cell phone is 630-235-2405. And, Vince, you with the Riccio Law Offices. Tell us a little bit about you, your team.
2: Yes, uh, Vince Riccio with the Riccio Law Offices. Our attorneys handle all manner of real estate transactions, residential, commercial, Leases for property managers and owners if they need it any type of eviction services and Charlie, you know We every week we try with a different catchphrase and this time oh boy it, This time it's the ericchio law offices where the law gets real.
0: I like that actually I like that the law gets real. Yeah, you do come up. I don't know I, I'm still going back with hot sauce and everything else all the other nicknames. I just love it There's no doubt Um, Our company is Chicagoland Home Inspectors, and our website is www.thehomeinspectors.com. And our phone number is 312-544-9180. The other two gentlemen that are on the phone with us and myself, and and it might be self-proclaimed, but the reason why I like working with them is their passion and dedication to their clients are second to none. And I, I really feel that they're true client advocates, and that's everything that this show is about. And what we do is we try to hunt down other real estate agents that have that same kind of mindset. And it, usually, when she start getting to the level that our guest host is at, at this level. Um, You really have to put your client in that number one position uh, above everything else. A lot of people don't realize that there's 60,000 licensed real estate agents in the state of Illinois. 40,000 of them are right here in the Chicagoland area. Um, And with me in the studio is a gentleman from Redfin Real Estate. Um, He's actually ranked eighty-six in the entire Chicagoland area. Now, that might have gone up or down. The last time I looked, that's where you were. Um, his name is Ryan McCain, and I'm very proud to have him with us today. Ryan, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about you, your your team, your, your company that you work with. Give us some scoop of why you're special and unique.
3: Please. Sure. Um, so, as you said, my name is Ryan McCain. Uh, I've been in real estate. I first got licensed in 2003, which seems like... Uh, It might as well be 1903 at this point. Um, It's a long time. It's a long time, and when I say it, it just doesn't even seem real. Um, I mean, it, it was even before people even really started looking at houses online, which is crazy. And I still remember having to fax offers. And uh, by the time, by the time he got done making all the changes and all the counters, it looked like a uh, like a, a Rorschach test. Uh, it was just a it. bunch of bunch of ink. Uh, but uh, so I've been in the industry since 2003. Uh, I've got started in uh, residential brokerage, working for my stepmom's company out in Orland Park. Uh, I was both licensed as a real estate agent and a mortgage broker. And Joey, sure
0: uh, you guys got something in
3: common, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's I was the telling, best job of the world <laughs> uh, I, well, I was telling Wayne before or when, when I first got licensed I was in the first initial wave of licensed mortgage brokers before that all you needed was a face and a name and you can originate yeah. mortgages and uh, And then they started with the licensing procedures and then you had to get fingerprinted and the background checks and all that um, and then uh, so I, I started working for my stepmom's uh, brokerage out in the Orleans Park Uh Then moved to the city where I worked as a leasing agent and a a broker. Then moved out to California during the crash because I figured, you know, if the economy in the real estate market is going to go in the tank, I might as well be warm. I love it. And Enjoy the palm, I, palm trees Absolutely, and the warm weather. I don't absolutely. blame you. So I, I wish uh, I had that luxury. I didn't. You know what? And in parts of Orange County, uh, where I was living, you would not know that the recession was going on. You really? would not know. I mean, other than... You would look at home prices, and when you look on the MLS, there was almost no traditional sales. It was almost all REOs or foreclosures. Yeah. Other than that, you would go to uh, you'd go to the beach, and you'd still see Rolls Royces, Ferraris. You'd go to Newport Beach, and it looked like nothing changed. So it was kind of a, a surreal experience. Uh, but I worked for a small real estate mortgage company out there, uh, doing literally whatever I had to. So we did uh, we did REOs, we did um, short sales. I remember having to not email but fax in the hardship letters and hardship packages to the banks and you had to have all of the loan numbers on every single page along with the borrower's last name and you would fax it and oftentimes you would get the fax receipt that it didn't go through so you had to do it all over again. and did that for a few years. Got into property management for a little while. Then I worked for commercial real. Uh, I worked in commercial real estate here in Chicago for four years before getting back into residential, which I did in uh, 2016. So I've been kind of all over the industry which really kind of helps me to uh you know not only just get creative with solutions but also um, you get different perspectives and you learn a lot of information along the way and a lot of that information that you do learn you can apply it to other areas so um but uh, I'm happy that uh, that you invited me to be on the show today, and I'm I'm looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely, no, that's all good. And I, and let's let's talk a little bit about Redfin, mm-hmm. all right? And you know, this is all honesty and transparency. Yeah, I, I feel, get all the real I, estate I like, agents.
3: I feel like you should play the Darth Vader theme music right I, now. I know. <laughs> There's there,
0: you know, Redfin was a tech. Company mm-hmm. it is a tech company first, and it's in real estate. Is Correct. that a fair statement? That's a
3: fair statement. All right. But you make this personal. Correct. How do you do that? Well, you know, it's, I really am a firm believer of leading with value and just being able to educate my clients not only on the current market, but what's going on and just about the transaction in general. But I really feel that because I'm uh, a dinosaur in this business and I've been around before the, you know the internet was really heavily used. Yeah. I, I say this in almost all, every listing appointment I go to. All that technology is great. Um, but the fundamentals of real estate are still the same. It's belly to belly warfare, it's uh, people business, it's very emotional, uh, it's emotionally driven a lot of the times, but, um, but e- even though yes, we utilize a lot of technology, we leverage a lot of technology to, um, you know, to take the place of some of the things that we used to have to do manually, like for example, when I first got into real estate, I will never forget when I got a listing uh, there was a uh uh, Chicago Sun-Times affiliate in Orland Park called the Daily Southtown, and it served... I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I remember... I, had I actually
0: to... had an article. I remember they wrote an article about us in that newspaper. Really?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it was all positive. It was. Okay. It was, yeah. Um, but uh, but I'll never forget, I, like, we had an account rep at the Daily Southtown that I had to call and say, hey, I got this new listing. Can you put it in there? We had to put it in the penny saver. Um, I had to go knocking on doors and handing out flyers and Cold calling agents with like I would do the reverse prospect when I would get a new listing and I would yeah. call the agents and email them my listing, letting them know that that's all you know that it's out there. You don't have to do that anymore. You You're know, bringing
0: up some really old memories. I know it's uh... when I was ten years old. There was a real estate <laughs> agent. I lived in Franklin Park, and there was a real estate agent that would pay me ten dollars to deliver for an hour. I would go door to door and hand out their flyers for listings on there. So. You're talking about prospecting. That was it. And that was all just so I could go on a bowling league, you know, when I was 10, 11 years old. I I can't believe you brought uh, that back.
2: But, Charlie, was that, you know, when the uh, embers were still smoldering after the Great Chicago Fire? When was that?
0: (laughs) I I think the wheel was invented, you know, that concrete thing that spun around. And um, so, yeah, there was – well, wait a minute. I'm only 39 years old, so that was 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 29 years ago. That wasn't that long ago. So, yeah.
3: (laughs) You know you know what though? in in real estate, you know you 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 probably theoretically could be thirty nine because this business that uh, it, it adds it adds miles to the odometer. <laughs> yeah, but not to the pictures on the
0: business cards. it yeah, doesn't yeah. add any age yeah. to that whatsoever. So I, I'm also interested in what made you make a conversion from loan. Originator to real estate agent.
3: Well, I actually, I I was a, uh, and I
0: don't want you to talk Joey into doing that. <laughs> All right. He's fantastic at what he does, so
3: I, I won't do that. I won't I won't try to sell anybody on it. I was actually a real estate agent first, and God bless okay. my stepmom. She just said, you know, if you're going to be in this business. You need to know everything you need to know every step smart of it woman. very smart um she was she was a tough teacher i'm not gonna lie um but i'm very thankful because when i would talk to other agents in my area i'll never forget i was talking to uh an agent one time and he said well how long have you been in the business you look young because at that time i was 22 or 23 I said I've been in the business for a year he goes you you talk like you've been in it for like 10 years I said well my stepmom you know she's she taught me a lot um, and helped shorten that learning curve but she told me that you need to know every single step of this business you need to know everybody's job because if you don't get to the closing table it's your fault you know, I if like It doesn't her. close. It's your fault if you're yeah. not there for the final walkthrough. If something happens, it's your fault. So,
0: Accountability, responsibility—absolutely huge words in my in my vocabulary. Absolutely, I like her. Absolutely. Is she
3: still working today? She is no longer in real estate. Yeah. Um, but she is. Uh, she she lives in California I'm with my dad. Um, but yes, am I, I I I I criticize her sometimes, but overall very thankful because when I meet agents that just try to go at it alone. That are new in the business, and I talk to them. I'm like, "Oh man, you need to join a team or something." So, um, but very get experience to get experience, uh, to get experience yeah. and and this is such a, a complex business. And I feel like the uh, the reality shows and all the TV shows about real estate have turned the most unglamorous business into a glamorous (laughs) business it's it's kind of like yeah it's it really is you know it's all the stuff that we do on a daily basis you know it's not glamorous it's not pretty um it's like being a chef in a restaurant you know it's very dirty but the finished product looks great um i mean they don't they don't show on the tv shows you know cleaning bathrooms and and toilets and stuff like that when you walk into a listing and some agent you know, didn't flush or whatever the case may be. I have, you name it, I've probably run across it. Um, no way. But uh, uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. It's a shame. I mean, well, I, a lot of people who work with me know my biggest pet peeve is. Uh, People who don't take their shoes off on a listing, and I've had our our MLS will fine people twenty five hundred dollars if you share a lockbox combo. But there's no fine for an agent that just walks into somebody's house like on a snow, you know, snowy, rainy day and leaves footprints all over the place. I mean, I've, I've literally spent an entire sunday morning i had a listing on 3127 ashland i spent an entire sunday morning cleaning it because someone walked in with salty boots and it was all hardwood floors throughout and we had a week before we were closing and i had to swiffer that whole thing on a sunday morning i'll never Mm -hmm. forget it but um but that's where the personal thing comes into absolutely that's Uh, where you
0: remove the tech well i don't say remove it you need it but that's where you add in that personal value that Absolutely. comes in
3: there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's uh, it's 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 easier said than done, but it really is a business where you need to oftentimes you need to go above and beyond, especially in the last 2 years. I, I mean, there was times where I would just talk to clients because we were going through quarantine and it was just a stressful time for a lot of people and you just you you need to kind of take off your realtor hat and put on your friend hat and i tell agents who are getting into the business if you had to look at a pie chart and decide what topics you're going to study to get into real estate i would say make about 85 percent percent of that psychology i mean that's really what this business is all about it's knowing it's knowing people's emotions it's 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 learning how to handle difficult situations and and solving problems that's really all it is at the end of the day
0: and you'll hear me saying trying to get people off the emotional thought process Mm -hmm. and get them onto the logical Mm -hmm. thought process and that but i'm kind of dominating some of this stuff and i really want to hear a little bit more about joey and 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 talk to you guys about onboarding and preparation, and mostly let's focus on, well, I guess I should ask you first, what is the vast majority of your business? Are you more listing or more buy?
3: I'm definitely more listing. I'm probably about 95% listing and 5% buyers, and most of my buyers are either referrals or past clients. Okay. So
0: it's like they sell and then they need to buy something else Correct. and you're already working with them and you already built the relationship. Absolutely. If you don't mind, if we could focus a little bit on the buyers. I know that's not the vast that's majority okay. of what you're doing, but it does help. Um, what, what is your typical onboarding process? You know, how does a, First of all, how does a client find you? And then what do you want to do in this market, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's tough for buyers? Yep. What do you do to get them ready? And, Joey, I want you to jump in and take over as well. But go ahead ryan
3: i think for me um when i first meet with a client i educate them on what's going on the market a lot of people you know with how much media coverage the real estate market's getting these days you'd be surprised that there's still people out there who don't really fully grasp the market and i i just flat out tell people i've been in the industry for 20 years i've never seen anything like this before in my life it's unprecedented um, so when you're getting ready to buy a home, you really need to be ready to go and write an offer right then and there. You need to be pre-qualified, talk to a, a mortgage broker, know what you can spend. Don't, don't, don't look at, you know, something that's way over your budget because a lot of times, and this is something that's, I've, you know, I, I thought was weird even when I first got in the business. but. Buyers kind of do the process backwards. They say that's interesting. Yeah, they almost all of them do they go Oh, I saw a house for sale. I want to put in an offer. Are you pre-qualified? No Well, that's like me walking into a Lamborghini dealership and saying I'm gonna buy a Lambo Today and I'm not even sure I can afford it Um, So it's that's the number one thing is find out what you can afford but I am also you know, I'm a huge believer in you know my past clients would hopefully agree with this. If I find out somebody can afford a seven hundred thousand dollars house, I say, look at like six hundred. Don't be house poor. It's not worth it. No house is worth overpaying for. You it. are live, a loan
0: originator. I,
3: I, I'm like live below your means. It's there's Joey? nothing wrong with that. Um, but I yeah, I I think that's the biggest. <laughs> th- I think that's the biggest thing is just educating people, buyers on the market, and just tell them. It's brutal. You know, you're going to have to be ready to respond and ready to write an offer probably right then and there. Because if you like a property, there's probably, you know, the national average right now, I think, is six to seven offers on every on every home. So you got to be ready to go. And if you have some some sort of buyer's remorse, you still have you're protected by the contingencies within the, uh, the contract and you could walk away without any, you know, you may have to pay for a home inspection, but you're protected and it's not the end all be all, right. you know, so.
0: So, Joey's kind of unique. I don't know how many loan originators that you work with, <laughs> but, wanna, and Joey, I, I know you've done it before, but I really want you to go through your process when you first meet a client to get them pre-approved, please.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, obviously, what Ryan said totally speaks true in uh, in my line of work. I,
0: uh, Mostly I, about I, the I, pricing, I, you know. right?
1: <laughs> well, no, it's it, it's uh, people go to the realtor first. And they're like, hey, I want to go buy a house. I'm like, all right, cool. So where's your pre-approval? <laughs> well, I don't have one. All right, well, guess what? You skipped step one, so let's backtrack. Um, no, but t- to his point, I mean, if you're looking to buy a house and you want to make an offer because you've been searching Redfin, you've been searching Zillow, and you see something that you like, and you haven't talked to a loan officer, you haven't talked to a realtor to get in touch with a loan officer, then, I mean, you're already behind the game. If you're thinking about buying a house, talk to a lender immediately and see if you can buy a house, right? If you're trying to make an offer and you haven't done a pre-approval, you're, you already lost the house. Um, okay, so on, on my end, the, the, the big thing for any originator, any banker, or loan officer, is that you have to think like an underwriter. So when you get a file, you get a new client, you talk to them, you go through the pre approval process. The, the biggest things that I need to see are documents. I don't want to pre approve you without documents because if you do under, go under contract, I want you to be underwritten and cleared as a buyer, as a borrower, within a day or two of going under contract. That way, we know on our end, all we're waiting for is title, appraisal, and possibly homeowners insurance if you don't have an agent already, right? Anytime I pre approve someone, they're going to be able to buy that house because I pre-screen every document. I think like an underwriter, I read my automated underwriting findings to make sure I'm not missing anything up front. Do they so, teach it, that
0: in loan originator? I don't even know what your school's called. Is that <laughs> loan originator <laughs> school? Do they teach that in that? No, um,
1: gosh, it's it's just over time, um, You know, thousands of transactions in, you learn something new on every transaction. Uh, yeah, same it, here. It, it, exactly. So w- when you see so much, you, I, I have a, a crazy memory. I remember the weirdest things, and I remember everything. So
0: I'm just the I opposite. I got that CRS disease.
3: I can't <laughs> remember oh <my> stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> so, oh my god. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I got to write it
1: all down. It's 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 a good thing. It's uh it's a special level of crazy I have going on in my brain, but it's it's super good for this industry because. If i see a situation i'm like oh i've come across like right now i'm dealing with one that's a uh, fha identity of interest so it's a uh, family selling to family on an fha loan and they're they said they want to put three and a half percent down I'm like have his has, has this family member lived in the property or been on title for the last six months answer is no i'm like you guys have to put 15 percent down it's identity of interest it's very it, it, it's plain it's dry it's cut it's right in the guideline so um yeah, it's just like little things like that. If you, if you notice it and you, you, you're you paying attention and you've come across it like you you can stay ahead of a lot of things that would that would end up in a denial. And I've never had a loan denied and I take a lot of pride in that. So
0: I've always uh, had, uh, you know, the old joke about what are the three most important words in real estate and it's location, location, location. We've all heard that many mm-hmm. times. But then i always say you know what is it in the real estate professionals and i'll come back with reputation 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 but now i'm hearing in you right now what is the three most important words in a loan originator and it's preparation 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 and it's getting all those documents and making sure that everything's there so when it does get to that point it's well going after the the Sopranos TV series, it's bada bing, bada boom, you know, we're done, <laughs> all right, and, it, and it's in there. So that, and it's, you know, you're, I don't, yeah, I'm sure there's other people that are as diligent in doing their job as you are, I, I know it is. Um, Absolutely. But there's also a lot of people that are not. And, and it's a it's shame in or. our, yeah, it's a shame in our profession that not everybody could have these ethics. But again, that's why we're here is to get these shows and everything else and ready to go. So let's bring it back to Ryan a little bit. And, um, you know, as far as what else you got to pre-approve for your buyers and you, you know, you want to make sure that all those documents like Joey was explaining are they ready to go? Because there's no reason to go ahead and put the contract, get the right. all the other work done, and then all of a sudden we find out that these
3: documents aren't good, right? And then crash and burn. Yep, yep, no, and that's and that's very true. And it's I guess when I get a uh, when I receive an offer on any of my listings, the first thing I do is I send out an email to the loan officer and see what kind of responses I get. Um, I've actually had a couple of loan officers. Give that, me a horror story on that. Um, well, I, I had one, I think it was last year, all, all the years kind of blend together. I had one where he, um, where he tried to say, like, I I can't, I can't tell you any of these, these answers to these questions. I said, these are just pretty straightforward. It was, uh, you know, it, my, my questions that I send out are, um, you know, is any of the down payment borrowed, uh, is, are they liquid at this time? Do you see any issues that would prevent you from hitting the mortgage contingency deadline? Is there any issues that you foresee uh, that would cause a delay in closing? Um, There's a few others, and he wouldn't answer them. And like I told him, I said, listen, I've got a couple offers on this on this home if you won't answer these for your client your client's going to lose the home and then you're going to have to explain to them why you lost it and he goes i don't understand why you're asking all these questions you have my pre-approval i said listen again going back to my stepmom uh i try to kill every deal i get i try to kill it up front What I mean by that is I put it through the pressure test and if I can't kill it and it makes it through that, then I know it's probably a solid offer. It's a solid deal. So it's just, and he got kind of upset about it, but Joey, um, does
0: that happen to you a lot? You get the listing agents reach out to you?
1: Oh, every, I I, honestly, it's almost every single time I'll I'll do a three-way call with the buy agent and the list agent and go over (laughs) all the details. And, uh, I'll talk about my process and why my pre-approvals are pre-guarantees. Um, it's uh, it's important, and honestly, lenders need to be calling listing agents if the listing agents call, aren't calling them because you have to advocate for your client. Otherwise, they're not going to get the house anyway. You know, you're. I a lot that's of really cash what offers. you're doing,
0: isn't it? You're advocating and you're helping your client get that house. Yeah. And yeah, that's absolutely. your job. I never. Obviously, I'm not involved in that part. <laughs> I don't
3: really. Yeah, it's always a red flag to me if I, you know, if I call a loan officer and can't get a hold of them. That's understandable. That's our business, you know. But if I email them. And I don't hear I don't hear back for like a day or two. That's always a red that's flag. That's a problem. Yeah,
0: that's a problem. So, what about the attorneys? I, I I want you to talk to Vince a little bit here. When do you bring them in? Well, let's talk about the listing side first. When do you bring in the attorney on the listing side?
3: Not until we're under contract. Really? Yeah. So once we're under contract, that's when that's when we have uh, that's when we get the attorneys involved. But I do have uh, every once in a while I'll get a uh, I'll get a listing that. Might have some issues that i want to try to get ahead of down the road title issues um you know liens that sort of thing um and if that's the case then i will get an, an attorney involved but oftentimes i do have sellers that want to speak with an attorney before either before we get an offer or before we go on the market just because uh people don't really transact very frequently when they sell a home we were discussing before we started. I think the national average is seven to ten years in Chicago It's probably closer to three to five years. I was
0: amazed by that. Yeah, you it's, know when you told me that I thought it was more seven.
3: You would be surprised yeah. like I, you know I, I, I as I mentioned before I, I've got clients that I just sold a place to in 2019 they're ready they're ready to sell and move on especially with how hot the market is and now due to covid and people not having to be at the office people are a lot more transient now they want to move out of state whatever the case may be but yeah every once in a while i get a client that wants to talk to an attorney beforehand just so they can kind of get a sense of the the process and and just get more comfortable I, i say it all the time attorney's words uh always hold more weight than a, than an agents. Um, always, you know, people just seem to inherently trust attorneys more than real estate agents. Do you see that Vince? Uh, I know honored. I trust you more than every <laughs> real estate agent out
0: there. And yes, I am sucking up to you right now, but, uh, uh, do you agree with that? Or,
2: so I'll I'll be diplomatic I'm honored that Ryan says it that way <laughs> but uh, may, maybe on uh but I didn't think so I had a different view and maybe it's just because he's coming from his angle and I'm coming from my angle for instance I'll completely agree you know whether it's like the law is or the technicalities or events what okay. are possibilities based on the contract so if Ryan's talking about that absolutely but in doing this 22 years what about what i've noticed and after people get to know me i think they start to trust me the same as they trust their real estate agent but no i always feel like i'm coming in into the deal second or third behind the real estate agent or the mortgage lender and then uh i haven't and I'm not kissing up to Ryan. This is just the facts. I haven't, you know, put in the hours with them yet. I haven't shown buyers around for his 5%. I haven't been in the house with the seller, you know, uh, giving them advice and, and sitting on their couch like Ryan on his 95%. So actually, I always felt like I had to play or do have to play catch up to prove myself as a emotionally um, uh, trustworthy ally in the process because I'm third in.
0: Yeah, you're kind of a, I never realized that you're you're the last person on the playing field, aren't you?
2: I, I'm the caboose. And I you're and the last I guy <laughs> chosen
0: in gym class for dodgeball. <laughs> All right. That's what you are. And I, mean, I, I love see- you for it.
2: Uh, so. When I say caboose, it's not good because the COVID <laughs> went to the wrong spot, you know.
0: <laughs> no, he's a pretty smart. and and just you know, if you don't mind, and it's okay to challenge Vince a little bit here. What makes a good attorney in your mind, Ryan? Uh,
3: responsiveness, um, responsiveness, and and I, because I, I've again, I've worked with some attorneys before where they don't, you know, they don't email, they don't call back for like a day. Uh, And and clients when they're in that emotional state, they want a quick response, but uh, I always tell my clients there's two types of attorneys and vince i i hope this doesn't sound offensive to you i, I well, don't mean it to. to right he's got it strong
0: and i i think the world of vince i really do yeah, I, I, you know and he's he's got thick skin I, I like Hit him
3: already we haven't fight, even met but, uh, <laughs> but i like him but i i tell i tell all my clients there's two different types of attorneys there's order takers and advisors yeah. there's the attorney that will say when you get an inspection letter back they'll say, well, what do you want to do? The client will list off a, you know, run along list of, of things that they want. And the attorney just says, okay, puts them on the attorney letter, sends it off. What I like is advisors, because again, it, it's it, again, this is my experience. Everybody's different. Attorneys words tend to hold more weight with clients, even, even if I've spent more time with them. And If I have an attorney that's just an order taker, he's just going to sit back and he or she's just going to sit back and and listen to what the client wants versus an attorney that says, hey, this is what's realistic in this market. This is what you should ask for. This is, you know, this is probably something you don't need to worry about uh, and helps advise them because that way. You know, that way we're on. We're kind of like uh, aligned in in getting our client to where we want to go. Um, it's always you always are looking out for their best interest. But as you all know, I'll, I I've seen some attorney letters. I got one last year where I I. I called my client who was the seller and i said i don't know how this attorney wrote this letter with a straight face i mean they were asking for they they mentioned things on the inspection uh, contingency on the letter like door stopper missing Kitchen, drawer, Seriously? loose. Like, Door sapper? Lo- oh, I mean, oh yeah. Worry. We'll
0: document those yeah. things. I will. But I would never expect anybody right, to right. request it, a 30-cent
3: no, item. No. And that's mm-hmm. I, I just started laughing. It was yeah. just like, okay, this is kind of, I mean, petty to say the least. And so you turn a, what should be a one- or two-page attorney letter, and you know, it looks like a, a receipt from CVS. It's just long and just convoluted but yeah it's I think responsiveness and somebody who's an advocate and an advisor because I've also had attorneys I got in a really heated argument with an attorney last year because he was not pushing for my client and I had to call up the other agent and what do you mean by pushing for your client? What is it so mean? we it was a it was a it was a cash offer it was a condo in Evanston.
0: Oh, you're in my neighborhood.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I you know, I, I won't name any attorneys' names. So everybody will, <laughs> will remain nameless. But we had these buyers that first of all, they got everything they wanted for the inspection. And then they started throwing a fit about some really nominal issues at the final walkthrough and threatened not to close after my seller had already moved out, bought his next home. Wow. And I told the attorney, this is what you need to do. You need to just tell them no. And uh, you know, I had some other choice words for him. He wouldn't do it. He was just like, well, he just over, like, I listened to him overthink on the phone. He's like, well, I don't think we should, because then there's this, that. I said, this is what we, this is what we need to do. And I said, if you won't do it, I will. I I will call the other attorney and I will handle this myself. I said, but I'm going to be really disappointed if I have to do that. And I ended up, uh, you know, because I tried pushing on the other agent. Other agent was new. And I knew that, again, his words had zero weight with his clients. Okay. I think his I think his clients were like a family friend or something. Okay. So
0: and that happens a lot. Oh, it you know happens that, a lot.
3: Yeah. yeah, and and I get it. And that's the, that's the what makes our job so complex is you got to understand the dynamics of what's going on on the other side. Is it you know is the who's who's driving the bus so to speak? Is it the client? Yeah. Is it the attorney? Is it the agent? And that will help you understand a little bit more. But. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up having to call the other attorney. I said, N- "We're not doing that." Yeah. There, you know, they. It was it was an issue that. So they, this
0: attorney was your client's attorney. Yes. Okay. Yes. The seller. And, the, the
3: selling. The selling. The seller's, seller's attorney, attorney. Okay. and this was a seller. He was a repeat client of mine, and he used the same attorney on the previous transaction the previous transaction you know there's no such thing as a quote unquote normal transaction in real estate and i hate when people say yeah what's a normal transaction i'm like i don't know Mm -hmm. what is a normal transaction but he used them on his previous transaction and that one went a little smooth but we still had hit some bumps, and I could tell, like, this guy is is not going to advocate for my client. And as you can tell, I'm getting pretty heated talking about it because I, I, it drives right. me nuts.
0: Well, let me take you away from that then, and we'll let you calm uh, down just a
3: tad. Yeah, I was just going to say, no, It's it's and you have to advocate, advise, and be responsible. And as I <laughs> don't... Don't shop for attorneys on price, because I get that a lot. I get yeah. a lot of clients that do that, and I always tell them the same thing. I said, look, there's two things in life you don't go cheap on, attorneys and toilet paper, and definitely don't do both in the same way. Oh, week.
0: my God. My wife is going to be listening to this. <laughs> Marty, we don't go cheap on toilet paper. Are you you heard pl- that? Are you a
3: single-ply guy?
0: I am not, but she is. I'm sorry. I'm going to be in so much trouble now. It's unbelievable. Let's get back to Vince. Um, love Vince. you, Marty. <laughs> I love her. I really do love her. Uh, Vince, the... Uh, the advising stuff. I, I, go funny. ahead. Charlie, yeah.
2: I, I, I'd have to agree with everything Ryan said and and it, just because it's logic, not because I, uh, you know, I'm trying to pat him on the back on, on our show <laughs>
0: No, but I got Uh, the how. How do you do that? How do you know what the market is? You know,
2: everything he said is logical. And as far as from our perspective as attorneys or my perspective on the attorneys, you know, it's just like in life, guys, you're going to get all types of people like like life's a range. You get you get you get bitter or angry or cranky people. You get the average and then you got, you know, the uh, uh, most outgoing and loving people on planet Earth. And, And attorneys are also on that scale. What's interesting about real estate is we should always be to the right we should always be on the loving and caring and and helpful range because as we've said on prior shows and as Ryan already said it's a very emotional process but as an attorney our job is to work closely with the agent and the mortgage lender as teammates and I've been in every one of those situations that that, that has been shared here. I am not a long letter writer, but every once, and I hate getting those laundry list writers. (laughs) (laughs) I call them them deal killer letters because it doesn't even matter what their contents are. The second you see more than two pages of an attorney's letter, it it puts the party on its back heels. Like what the heck? So actually, uh, uh, what I do is when I have that kind of client that after I say, look, you know, well, one form of the contract say uh you know anything less than 250 bucks is incidental you uh, on a walkthrough so you shouldn't even be asking for this in the inspection report i also based on the inspection report i also say look this ins- professional inspection paragraph Says only major components. You can't talk about doorknobs. You can't talk about door stoppers. It's a, 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 a thumbnail tax. Holes in the wall, if, if they were just for a nail, they don't apply. Uh, nail pops, and you try to explain that to your buyer. But when your buyer forces you, the first thing I do, I'm like, I pick up the phone, I call the agent, and I'm like, heads up we got a problem, (laughs) our client is making me put in this letter. Can you give them a call? And then after they shoot us both down, I gotta send it. So I actually try to head it off at the pass, not to keep my referral network going, with my agent but to make sure that my agent knows what's going on maybe just maybe the two of us can with truth help the client out and finally you know what all of our professional reputations are on the line agent has to you know ryan has to deal with the listing agent the person who's selling a place he has to deal with the opposing agent you know when he's a seller's agent and you know the worst thing you could do is send an email that offends everyone in this business especially if you can talk to your client about what the contract should or should not allow.
0: No, that makes sense. And, and especially when it's such an emotional process already, which we brought that up. And, you know, and again, I'm going to keep reiterating that on just about every show. The human being cannot think emotionally and logically at the same time. You know. And getting them back over to the logical thinking, that's thats our jobs. You know, all of us, our jobs. I mean, we want to give, it, give our clients the... The knowledge, the education, you know, everything else that's existing in there. But sometimes if they're making a bad decision, we gotta just tell them they're making a bad decision. And if they want to follow through with them, United States of America, baby, freedom of choice. They could do it. You know, <laughs> they could definitely do it. But yeah, if you're paying me for my advice, I'm giving it. You know?
2: And I know you're giving it as an inspector viewpoint. But as the lawyer, I get to say you're taking a risk with a counter offer every communication to the other side even even us attorneys we try i don't do this anymore but many attorneys are like you know i want a b c and d and then the bottom paragraph is but if any of this is deemed a uh, this is not a counter offer if any of this is offensive we withdraw it that would never hold up in court the the law is uh, every uh, uh, communication is a counter offer unless you cite to the paragraph in It's paragraph C in the contract that says this is a mere suggestion only. And you want to talk about toilet paper? You want to know what a mere suggestion to a lawyer is? I love you. You want to to know what a mere suggestion to a lawyer is? I'm already in
0: enough trouble. Don't bring it up again.
2: It's It's the equivalent of toilet paper. A mere suggestion is like saying I don't even really mean it. So what, what, what is my point? My, my point is we, we have to talk to our clients lovingly and, and warn them of the risk they're taking with counter offers. But hopefully after me and the agent talk to them, you know, they, instead of eight things, they, they, they whittle it down to five.
0: And in this market, I'm, seriously, do you even sometimes get one?
2: Oh, gosh, I just had a deal where it was none. Uh, my client called me. Uh, they said there's three things on the inspection report. I got the uh, agent on the phone because I knew it was a multiple offer situation. After we had a, a, a three-way call, uh, the buyer heard from both of us. They were like, you know what? Move along. So we made zero inspection requests. Of course, they weren't structural, roof. It wasn't major. But sometimes now, yes, sir, none.
0: Hmm. That is something, isn't it? It's... and.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know how to respond to something I, I like that. I bet that's it's not just...
2: good for you. Uh, for, for me? <laughs> no, as an inspector, you probably find that shocking. I'm just telling you, that was the the deal risk analysis yeah. in like eight offer deal, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and
0: I'm, I'm getting used to it. I mean, the biggest thing that I, on our end that we're seeing, is we're getting clients that are scheduling appointments, and then... Two days later, those appointments are being canceled because somebody else took the house from them. Oh, man. So they were under contract, and then, you know, they want to have the inspection done. And then, yeah, it's. It's over. They don't have the house anymore.
3: I'm, uh, I'm ashamed to admit. Yeah, I've, I've had to cancel on buyers a couple of times in the last few years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you accept. It's business. Yeah, it's, it's, it's business. It's not. It's, it's not something I enjoy doing. But no, like, you it's know,
0: it's It's crestfallen. It, now, uh,
3: it's, it's again, uh, it's
0: an emotional roller coaster. It it's is. Horrible.
3: It is, especially if I've had the chance to actually meet the buyers and I, we accept their offer. And then another offer comes in that's stronger and, you know, I can't, uh, you know, I'm obligated to to present an offer if I receive it. And I, I hate making that phone call. I don't enjoy yeah. it. Um, but, but again,
0: you can't take that choice away from the seller. No. You know, no. I'm always going to go back to that freedom of choice. Right. And, and both parties get that freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to proceed or they want to proceed with somebody else, they can they have every right to do that. So Mm -hmm. in this market, I don't know. And and Vince, again, do you see a lot of that where, you know, start, crash, start on deals or not?
2: You know, I haven't seen it um, uh, once the inspection uh, has been ordered. But yes, I'm seeing it at different stages. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally, it's again in the attorney review or in the uh, inspection period. If you overask and you and you tick off your seller, they get to walk. Uh, yeah. um, but 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 no, no, I'm I'm glad to say you know people aren't spending money on uh, inspections and then you know sell uh, not on my deals. The sellers haven't been backing out after my client invested in an inspector. I'm glad to say.
0: No, that is good. Yeah, it's. It's where we booked out like this week alone. Um, we ended up booking out Monday, you know, so we were solid for the rest of the week. And then yesterday, you know, I had two, maybe three. I think it was three, you know, people emailing me. We have to cancel the inspection. And, you know, it was I, I figured that's just the market that comes
2: well, in there. Well, I can add something here. Um, Please. I'm going to guess. And the, Okay, I'm going to give an opinion based on a guess. So my personal opinion, I'm guessing... That certain contracts were in play. So, for instance, here in this area, as you all know, but for the audience, we have the CAR, CAR, Chicago Association of Realtors, and we have the Multi Board 7.0. What's interesting is the 7.0 allows an attorney to disapprove of the contract for any reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, but that's it's a, a short time frame. That's not forever, right? No, my friend. That's five business days. That's within the oh, okay. review. And what's, it, what's pivotal about that is unlike the car, an attorney just can't come in. And the car contract form is used more typically in Chicago proper, and the multi-state form is used more typically in in Collar County or, or, or suburban Cook County and why is this important and just just for
0: clarification i'm going to interrupt you real quick car is chicago association of realtors i'm I'm sorry Vince. keep going it is
2: and and uh what we have are these form contracts that the supreme court and the real estate agents and the lawyers we, we all recognize and use why am i bringing up maybe a little too much minutia get a load of this i'm going to guess in your situation where people, buyers went under contract, and then you're getting calls that the inspections canceled. It's one form of those contracts that the second a lawyer uh, is called by his client, oh, we got another offer, or we have another scenario going on, uh, kill the deal. If the lawyer has one form of the contract, it's easy to kill. If the lawyer has the car, the other form of the contract, I gotta be honest, uh, it's not as easy to kill. A lawyer just can't come in and go, I disapprove. There had to have been some shots across the bow or some exchange of information. Interesting. So I'm guess I'm guessing that on on Monday, what you just expressed, those weren't car deals. Those might not have been Chicago deals with the Chicago Association of Realtors. It's and and maybe Ryan could weigh in on this, but I never thought about the uh, strategy or wisdom for a seller to force the use of the 7.0 contract during the attorney review to give the option to kill a deal if another offer came along because all the lawyer has to do is under paragraph 11 d i hereby deny this contract which sounds rude but it's right there in black and white guys
3: yeah and that i've i'm uh, i'm very well advised by my uh, my attorney uh, to 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 try to have people write it on the seven point for that very reason. <laughs> it's
2: a it's a very seller. That's the more seller friendly
3: version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't always happen, but yeah. yeah, I try I try to ask people kindly to use the seven point but that's not really your choice, is it? No. Well, yes and no. I mean, you could put it in the MLS that say offers will only be reviewed if you have a seven point. If you use a 7.0 it's like anything else in real estate. It's kind of like a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not people actually do it is a whole other thing. Yeah. If you have a honestly, if I have a listing that's been sitting for a long time, I would take an offer on a cocktail napkin. I could care less. <laughs> but but if it's a, a, an, a situation where it's going to be a multiple offer situation, then I say, yes, it's got to be on the 7.0. And you
0: know, I want to take a short break right now and just go around the horn one more time. Um, just give out the contact information, websites, everything else. How could people reach you? Ryan, we'll start with you, please.
3: Sure. Uh, Ryan McCain, my phone number is 708- Six six eight six six one three. 6613 my email is ryan.mccain it's spelled m-c-k-a-n-e at redfin.com or if you just google ryan mccain redfin I'm usually the first hopefully I'm the first result I hope so too <laughs> and then
0: also do a search for ryan mccain and then real producers um, I really enjoyed reading that article that they did on
3: <laughs> I, All right. I, I hope I did sound like uh, I don't know when I read it I was like ah did I, 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 saw pa- I Did I come I read across Passion. the right way? It was enough know.
0: for me to reach out to you and say, this, <laughs> I want this guy on the show. You know? well, that's good. It worked out. Vince, please. Oh, we're getting towards the end. So we're not going to have too much time after this. Vince, give me your contact information.
2: Sure. Uh, we are the Arricchio Law Offices, LLC. Uh, you can find us at our website, reallawchicago.com. We are, of course, on uh, not of course, but on Facebook, LinkedIn, and our phone number 312-263-0010. Thanks.
0: And Joey, please.
1: Joey Matthews, uh, my cell phone 630-235-2405, email com. We couldn't find anything longer and there's only one T in Matthews.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and yeah, and I want to thank you both for, you know, being on the show with me and helping me with all this stuff. Um, my name is Charlie Belfontaine. Our company is Chicagoland Home Inspectors. And Joey, I just want you to be absolutely clear on this. The home inspector is the most important person in the real estate <laughs> transaction. All right right. the mortgage guy. Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Our website is the Home Inspectors, and it's plural, O-R-S, and it's a dot com. And our phone number is 312-544-9180. We do have people answering the phone 24 seven, even on holidays, I feel so sorry for them. You know, we could also take our orders online, but they're wonderful, passionate people that can answer you. And if you dial that number, press three, that will actually come to me. Uh, Personally, I'd be happy to answer any questions that we could have that comes in there. So let's give some you know, final words of advice, all right? And I'm going to ask you to start thinking of a coach right now, or maybe as somebody who's going to come to work for you, Ryan, what is, what is like the number one thing that you want them to focus on in order to be, be a good professional or a good advocate?
3: You know, I, this is, I, and this is
0: going to a brand new person, just freshly licensed didn't even do their post education yet.
3: Yeah, well, the, again, like I, if the more you get to know me, the more I, I, I live by these stupid one liners and mantras. But, you know, I, I think education is very important and constantly learning because this business changes every single day. But I, I, I say it all the time, but it's, you know, you can, you know, if you if you treat this job like a sport and yourself like an athlete. Right. and you train yourself like an athlete and educate yourself like an athlete. I saw that, you know, be it the Last Dance documentary or a Tom Brady documentary. Yeah. If you prepare yourself like that and educate yourself like that, if you treat this business like a sport and yourself like an athlete, you get the experience winning every day. Well, it's and that's, not easy. It's not. It's not. I mean, I, I got up at 4 o'clock this morning, and I was listening to podcasts and watching videos on YouTube, and you got to constantly be uh, – constantly – be learning I guess is trying to pick m-
0: up a new nugget each and every time. absolutely absolutely I love that and and Joey I want to hear the same thing new loan originator what's your word of wisdom
1: read your guidelines preparation preparation preparation
0: <laughs> you like that huh I'm glad I I'm glad not it. saying I'm stealing it but it's mine from now on <laughs> no that definitely you can steal it but it's you In all reality, I mean, you, you pride yourself on making sure that your clients are prepared to take step two, you know, when they're with you, they're at step one, and then you go to step two. Vince, same thing, somebody's coming into real estate law, not just a regular, and and I'm not trying to downplay attorneys, but specifically real estate, what do you think is the most important advice you could give a new, new attorney?
2: Sure. In the residential realm where attorneys are fungible, interchangeable, and it's flat fee work, I'm going to link it to what Ryan said because it's the only thing that can set you apart is immediate responsiveness shows you care. So responsiveness, I'm, I'm agreeing with Ryan yet again.
0: <laughs> no, I, and I, I agree too. I think that's all you know phenomenal. And when we get home inspectors, I'm going to throw out my whole thing. There's a lot of people that think we walk in there and we just stick that three-prong tester in there. We document some broken glasses and and that's about it. Um, That's not the case. You know, when you start looking at all the other trades and what it takes for them to know what the hell they're talking about, plumbers is five years, HVAC is another five years of schooling and on-the-job education, um, Electrician, same thing. Then you start adding in the roofer, the bricklayer, the concrete pourer, the gar- garage door installer, cabinet guy, countertop. the list goes on. But yet, to be a home inspector in this state, it's 60 hours of education, and you listen to somebody like me bloviate for five home inspections, <laughs> and then you get 70% on a test, and that's it so we're out of time. I want to thank you guys for listening again. I really enjoyed this conversation with the three of you guys. The passion of shows is phenomenal. Um, you've been listening to the home buyer's hour. I want to thank Tev Devin Tingle. He's our producer in here and he just makes everything nice and simple and easy. And that's it. We're out.